Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for somebody like her believing in somebody like me. Hello and welcome to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is here to expand upon prior and future blog posts and is centered around having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I will be talking about a different topic and inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast aims to make you laugh, think, and inspire conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. This episode is a minisode, which stands for a mini episode, and it's all about why I started Miseducate, the brand, the blog, and now the podcast. I thought I would kind of give you guys a little bit of a story time about why I started Miseducate in the first place, as well as it contributing as a little get to know me and get to know Miseducate more. So without further ado, let's begin. All right, all right, all right. First things first, have you noticed something different? Come on, I'll give you... I'll give you a second just to like, there's something new about Miseducate here. Do you, do you know? Do you know what it is? I'm logging it out because I'm so gassed. <laughs> oh, okay, have you, okay, come on, guys, really, come on, try harder. One more, one more, one more guess, come on. Come on, I know you. I know you know that there's something different about this episode in comparison to the last episode. Come on. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) If you could see me now, the way I'm like running my hands through my braids, like I think I'm it now. 
Um, because I have a mic, guys. Yes. Yes, the audio quality is so much better now because I actually bought a microphone. Yes, student finance dropped. And you know what your girl did? She got herself a microphone because she was like, come on, let's upgrade ourselves. Let's treat ourselves a little bit. Um, But yeah, we got ourselves a microphone. So let's hope that the audio is like 10 times better than before because I was actually recording with my phone. I was recording with my phone or with my laptop. And now I have a microphone and let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something right now. I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know how to act anymore. I don't know how to act anymore. (laughs) I'm feeling myself. I feel gas. I feel like really more, way more official as well. Okay. I I didn't want to dilly-dally. I didn't want to mess around with this introduction, but the whole point of this episode is why I started Miseducate, the brand, the blog, and now the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this. Firstly, my name is Sarah Gathugu. I say that in the introduction. I said that in the first episode. I am a Kenyan, East African girl, born in Britain, brought up in the Midlands. I'm a writer. I'm in my final year at university doing literature and creative writing. I don't even know why I'm talking to you guys right now. I have my dissertation deadline is literally in like a couple of weeks. Why am I talking to you? This is procrastination at its best. Um, But anyway, we move. So yeah, I do literature and creative writing and I'm, I would say that, yeah, I'm a writer. I mean, a writer is somebody who writes, so that's what I do. I think in being a writer and what really like spurred me into writing and using that as like my creative outlet um, was just kind of being an overthinker. Like I saw this on reliable source but I saw this on the Instagram reels the other day um and somebody was talking about like if you're if you're thinking if you're thinking too much write if you're think if you're not thinking enough read or whatever 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 and I saw that and I was like that's very true um writing for me has always been an outlet because I am an overthinker um I've always kind of like had a diary kept diaries from the ages of 10 wasn't very serious on it. I didn't really have anything to write other than I'm bored. I'm in this house of boredom and nobody cares. Um, but that was just me being very dramatic. And yeah, and then when it was, it will fit into the storyline. I promise, I promise. You're probably like, why is she talking about, she was talking about a microphone for like 10 minutes. Then she was talking about a diary. I don't get how this fits into the why she started this whole blog podcast thing. Hold on. I'm going to get there. Let me let me set the scene. Let me add some context. Okay, I digress. I digress. Okay. So I've had a diary for a very long time. Um and didn't really used to write in in it like occasionally, but not that often. And then when I was 13, 13. I was in year 8. When I was in year 8, this girl in my form for whatever reason, we weren't really friends, we were just kind of like in the same classes together, um, because we were in the same form, she was like, it was Christmas time, 
And obviously at Christmas time, you're in secondary school, you and your friends are like, oh, let's get each other gifts and stuff. For some reason, this girl in my form said to me um, on the last day of school, she was like, hey, Sarah, I got you this gift. Like, here you go. And I was like, but but why? But why, though? Because we weren't really friends. She just decided to give me a Christmas present. And it happened to be this beautiful, beautiful notebook. Like, it's not those ones that uni students will know what I'm saying or just students in general. You know, when you go to like Tesco or Asda or whatever kind of local supermarket um, brand you can think of in your country or area or wherever you're from. Look at me thinking I'm international. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm international. Um, But yeah, just think of any generic supermarket. And you know, when you just go in and you need to go buy a notebook for school or for work or whatever, and it's a really generic one. There's no, there's no pizzazz. There's nothing to it. It's just, maybe there's not even lines. Maybe it's not even like proper paper but it's just a notebook and it's really cheap and you get it anyway. Like it wasn't like that. It was beautiful. Like it was, it was like pink and purple and like all these different colors and like had really nice pattern on it. And I remember looking through it and being like, this is such a beautiful gift. Like I know she did not spend 90p on this. Like she spent some money on this. And at the time, obviously we're 13 year olds. So her spending like, I don't know, her spending like, I don't know, the five pounds that it was for me was like everything. I was like, this is such a beautiful gift. Thank you so much. I didn't get you anything. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I just wanted to get you this gift. And so she gives me this gift and I'm looking through it and I see how like the thickness of the paper was something else like it was really it was a really nice book and I was like okay I can't just write like school notes in this I can't just use this for my homework like it has to be for something special and so I was like you know what I guess I will use it as a diary and I used it as a diary which of course was about like my crushes on boys and overthinking about different things and like it was something that I again didn't take seriously because I'd had a diary before didn't really take it that seriously but because of how beautiful and how aesthetically pleasing it was and because of the way and the gesture that this diary had been given to me I was like I have to do it justice so I didn't like I used really nice pens like I didn't just use any like shoddy pen that I found in my like in my house I just used I used really nice pens I tried to write as often as I could I wrote one entry that night and then I completely forgot about it for like months. Yeah, I completely forgot about it for months. And then I think as I grew up, especially as a teenager, there was just different things that I needed to vent about, like, you know, um, school, friends, boys. And then it just became something that was really important to me and was very helpful with my mental health and just different things like that. It was just kind of like writing became this outlet for me that like I remember when I was like 14, 15, 16, going through something or, you know, being embarrassed by a situation or 
being upset by a situation or being angered by a situation and immediately the thought in my head was I need to go home so I can write this down because for me it was the only way that I could process whatever was happening at the time. Hey, Lord knows you could not pay me enough money to go back to my teenage years. I will never do it. I won't do it because it's hard. So if you're a teenager listening to this, like, I salute you. It's a really difficult time. Secondary school, trash. Don't pay, you could not pay me enough money to go back there. No way. Um, But yeah, my diary was very helpful and was a really good outlet for me. And then kind of from a diary, I remember just writing different things. And sometimes like, I think me and my sister would have conversations about this and she'd be like, would you ever like, I don't know, publish your diary? Would you ever allow people to read it? And I was like, no. Like there was something that I was, some things that I've written in my diaries, nobody will ever that read that. It will never reach the light of day. But there are other things that I've learned and that I'm like, actually, I want to share this with other people. And so (laughs) as I kept writing a diary, it kind of felt like a natural progression, especially having those kind of conversations with like my sister and even with other people. I don't know why people ask this, actually. Sorry, this is just one thought as I digress. But like, why do people ask that when when you, I don't know whether you have a diary or not, but like, maybe you're the person that asks this question or maybe you're the person that ha- is being asked this question. But like, um, I used to get a lot of questions from like people when I would be like, yeah, I keep a diary. And I, from like 13 to even now, I still keep a diary. And when I tell people that, and I'd say, yes, I regularly write in my diary and I've got so many different books with all my you know thoughts from when I was like a teenager as soon as I tell people that they're like oh can I read it can I read it and I'm like no because the whole point of having a diary is like your secret thoughts or whatever actually it could be for anything but for me it was like why is that your first question there is a little bit of a sentiment in there that I think really stuck with me and inspired me to start a blog because I was like my diary is for my thoughts and my feelings and my perspective on different things and it is very much an outlet but it is also and yeah it's it's an outlet and stuff like that but there are some stuff that yes I do want people to read and to know and to understand and so I was like you know what I'm gonna start I'm going to start a blog. And I didn't actually say this, but when the girl in my form bought me a diary, the first entry in my diary was about a boy I'd had a crush on. So when I started a blog, when I was, I actually started my first blog when I was 14. Yes, I started my first blog when I was 14. And the first entry in that blog was about a boy. So it was kind of like a full circle thing. It's like I start I start writing in my diary, it's about a boy. I start writing a blog and it's about this embarrassing moment that I had with this boy I'd had a crush on and kind of like the lessons that I'd learned from that moment. And that blog was called, this is a blog nobody's, nobody, literally nobody's, not even my sister 
Sorry, Sylvia. Not even she knew about this, but I had a blog and it was called... Are you ready? Are you ready for the name of this blog? Because it was really great. And I'm really proud of myself for this. Like, 14-year-old Sarah, big up yourself because... This was a great, great name. Like the inspiration, the, anyway. Okay. (laughs) So the name of the blog was dramatic pause. Life of a random teen. Yes. Life of a random teen. I was like, yep, this is the name of my blog. I wrote about this experience that I'd had with this um, boy. I, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember for the life of me what I'd written, but I do remember what specific moment I was talking about and the lessons that I had learned. Um, so that's what I did. And it didn't go anywhere. I just completely forgot about it. I completely forgot about that blog. Um, I forgot my password. And I just didn't know what else to write. Like with your diary, you can write about anything because nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. With a blog, there was a lot more thinking because it's like, I have an audience now. Um, And I just kind of left it. Yeah, I just kind of left it. Then when I was 16 and I had just, I think I was in year 11. Yeah, I think it was in year 11. So I'm 16 in year 11 and I remember what I, re- I remember watching this video with my sister and it was on Facebook and it was about skin bleaching in Africa and in Asia and why you know women of color specifically this video was about black women but why black women were bleaching their skin and stuff like that and I remember when the video ended, my sister was like, I've never felt the need to do that. Or I've never felt like I had to bleach my skin. And I remember just being like, I did. Like, and confiding in my sister, and for the first time, confiding in anyone about my insecurity of that was with within my blackness. And as a child, I felt so insecure within my blackness. And I was very, yeah, I was always very insecure and very concerned about what other people thought of me and never wanted to talk too much and stuff like that. So it kind of also makes sense of why I really like to write and why I kept a diary because I was so kind of like insecure as a child. I never wanted to say the wrong thing. I never wanted to say anything to anyone. So it was just kind of like, I'll write in a diary instead, my thoughts and feelings. But yeah, for the first time, I confided in my sister about my insecurity, about my blackness. And I realized that this was something that I wanted to share with other people. And I wanted to encourage other people because at the time that I was 16, if you listen to the previous episode, um... I kind of briefly talk about like when I was 16, the natural hair movement, all these different things and kind of being more secure in my blackness and loving my blackness and loving me and my brown skin. Um, And so when I had confided in my sister and also realizing how much of like a monumental moment it was for me, I realized like, yeah, I shared with my sister. I want to share it with other people. I want to share it with other young women and I want to encourage other people. And it was in my second blog because again, 
I forgot the password to life of a random teen. In my second blog, which I named, wait for it, (laughs) dramatic pause, words and feather pens. Now don't come at me and start, no, don't even start laughing. Don't, no, no. Because this, this name, words and feather pens, I stand by this name. And on that blog is where I wrote the first ever draft of Growing Up Black, which is, you can still read it now, but this is a more up-to-date version. Um, you can still read those posts on, um, damn, I really forgot the name of my own blog. Wow. And it's even the name of this podcast. And it's, I'm literally looking at my notes and it literally says that you can still read it on miseducateblog.com. So you can still read that, um, growing up black. And then the follow-up, which is growing up black, black girl, black woman, highly recommend. Um, if I do say so myself. Um, so that's why I wrote the first draft of growing up black. And again, like with life of a random teen, teen, I completely forgot about it. Now comes to year 12, year 12, I'm 17. I've just gone natural. This is where we kind of overlap with some of the things I touched upon in episode one of this podcast, which if you haven't listened to, again, I highly recommend you go do that. So year 12, I'm 17 and I have, I've taken English literature and language as a module for my A-levels in sixth form, which is like the last two years for those of you who are not British and you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Last two years of school, so I'm in year 12, 17. I'm taking English literature and language. I have like three English teachers, one who I've had since year nine, so she knows me very well. She also taught my sister as well. The second teacher I'd kind of known about, like I, she'd been in our school for like years. I just had never had her. So it was just kind of like cool and calm for her to teach us. And also people in my class had had her as a teacher. So it was just kind of like the two English teachers that we'd had, we knew already. However, the third teacher that we had, nobody knew who she was. She was new to the school, didn't know who she was. But I remember when I first saw her and I was like, thank you, Jesus. I said, God, (laughs) thank you, God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Because in walks this beautiful woman, the only teacher of color, one of the only, I can literally count how many teachers of color I've had in my whole education, including university using my 10, my 10 fingers yeah it's been less than 10 um so when I see this beautiful um mixed woman walk in with her natural curls and she walks into the room I'm like thank you God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus God thank you God thank you God and and there was one time that she sent us this assignment this is the third teacher the teacher that we she was new the new teacher, she set, an, she set us an assignment, which was to do a 10 minute podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Are we seeing something? Okay. 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 Hold on. She told us to do a 10 minute podcast episode 
talking about anything that we wanted to. It could be by ourselves. It could be with other people. World's your oyster. Do whatever you like. So I think it was a Friday. It was a Friday afternoon. I do remember this. Friday afternoon. Um, come to class. Everybody's doing their podcast presentations. It was very interesting. Everybody had really, really interesting things to talk about. And then it comes to me. What is Sarah going to talk about? And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it on like my natural hair and kind of that was something that I had wanted to talk about. I'd done the growing up black blog post when I was 16, 17, I'd cut 16, 17, yeah, 17, I'd cut my hair. So I was like, okay, I want to do it on like my natural hair. So I did it. I talked about like going from relaxed to natural hair. And I remember, I remember after my teacher had played the clip the 10 minute clip and I remember just being so nervous and so anxious because I was like I am other than my teacher I was the other the only black girl in the room only black person like in the class so I was just kind of like they're not gonna get it they're not gonna understand how they're just not gonna get it um and after, so I like had my head down and I was doing whatever just to distract myself because I didn't want to look at people's, um, I just didn't want to look at people and like how their reactions were going to be to what I was saying. And when it finishes, I look up and everyone's like, oh, wow, that was really great, Sarah. Like, thank you so much for just being so open about like all this different stuff, had questions, obviously, about natural hair. They were like, so what does this mean? And what does that mean? da, 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 da happy to answer da, 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 da. and then I look at my teacher who I loved who came into class every day with her beautiful curly hair and was for me even though we were very she was apprehensive of us we were apprehensive of her I look at my teacher and she's like literally tears in her eyes tears in her eyes I'm not exaggerating and she's like that is so beautiful Sarah you need to share that with people that like, you need to continually to continue to share this story with other people and she was like you know what you should do you should start a blog I need to tell you now Miss Educate me <laughs> as a person I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for somebody like her believing in somebody like me because even though I had all the excuses and I combated everything that she said, I said, miss, I don't know what to write. Nobody's ever going to listen to me. Why would anybody want to read my stuff? Da, 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 da. She was like, no, do it anyway. I don't care. Do it. Do it. And again, even though in the back of my head, I knew that I had words and feather pens, I didn't take her seriously. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and so I kind of like, I listened, but I didn't act on it. And so year 12 ends, year 13 ends, and I'm off to university, which is a story in itself. Um, I'm off to university. Uh, I've forgotten about words and feather pens, not even thought about blogging or writing or anything. I just, I still write in my diary. 
And as I said in the last episode, when I went to uni, it was shenanigans. It was so much shenanigans. The whole year, shenanigans. Did so much shenanigans. Um, Again, I should clarify because I don't think I did in the last episode because who knows what you guys are thinking when you hear that I say I did lots of shenanigans. When I say I did shenanigans, what I mean to say is that um what I mean to say is that for the from the context context that I had been brought up in which is very much a very uh leaning towards conservative christian environment everybody's very much the same everybody's very much of the same beliefs coming to university for that kind of child and having that more freedom was like giving a five-year-old candy yeah so I just kind of went like wild with it like yeah letting it's like letting a child loose in a in a sweet shop and saying you can have and you can do whatever you want and so I went wild um so yeah go to university shenanigans that summer I decided well, it was supposed to be me and my sister. Yeah, that's right, Sylvia. I know you're listening to this. I'm side-eyeing you. Me and my sister decided we wanted to go and do Camp America. Some friends of ours from church had gone and worked um, and done Camp America, which is like a summer program where you are assigned with a... You get hired by a camp and then you work there for however long the summer is because obviously summer camps are very big things in America. So the fact is, I wanted to go to America. It was going to be hella expensive, but I was like, I'm going to get paid to work at a summer camp and go to America and go traveling. That's great. That's amazing. Once in a lifetime opportunity. So I do that. Um, Again, Camp America and that whole stuff is like another story. (laughs) I have too many stories, but like the university story and the America story are kind of like one and the same story. So if you would like me to do another Minnesota story time on that, let me know. Um, But yeah, it was a life-changing experience when I went to America. I got assigned with an amazing camp, Camp Lador. Shout out to you guys. I loved it. Um, It honestly changed my life. Like I'm not exaggerating again when I say that it changed my life. And it put a lot of different things into perspectives. And from that, I realized there was a lot of different things that I wanted to write about. Things from first year in yeah, things from first year, things that my housemates in first year taught me, um, things about my faith that I had realized. Um, yeah, things about my faith and things about my relationship in, with God that I wanted to write about and to share with people. Um, things about relationships and love and and different things that I wanted to talk about. There was just a lot that I wanted to talk about. And I was like, you know what? it's two years after my actually probably three it's three years now since my teacher had said Sarah start a blog start writing you've got so much to say it's probably three years from then that's when I actually like started the blog and started doing it very very seriously and so I logged into words and feather pens and that's when I um, changed the name from words and feather pens to what some of you may know if you followed me for a while as the miseducation of sticks and stones 
Very long name, I know. So let me break down the name. The Miseducation of Sticks and Stones was inspired, one, by Lauren Hill and her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which I had committedly listened to that album since I would say, um, since I would say like 2016, when, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, my sister's going to be listening to this, I know she is, if she's not, she has to, um, there's, there's no ifs or buts, she has to listen to it, um, but like, Sylvia, do you remember when we went to Kenya in 2016, um, and we had like no source of entertainment, so we had one book, literally one book, and my sister had one album downloaded on her phone. So what we would do is we would take it in turns to listen to, because we didn't have any Wi-Fi or anything like that. So we had a book, which was Naya Rivera's Sorry, I'm Not Sorry. It's a really great um, autobiography, by the way. Um, rest in peace, Naya Rivera. Um, highly recommend to read that. Very good. So we would take it in turns. I would read um, Naya's book and then my sister would listen to, listen to The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Once the album ended, she would give me her phone. I would listen to the album and she would read the book. So when I had listened to Lauren Hill's album, all those times, I think we were in Kenya for two weeks that time in 2016. And I was like, this is a freaking phenomenal, phenomenal album. Like, what is this? How has this been out? And I've never listened or or really, I only knew about Lauren Hill as like the girl that was in um, Sister Act 2, you know, joyful, joyful. The teacher says, take off your robes. Yeah, that's how I knew Lauren Hill. Don't judge me. <laughs> so I had listened to her album continuously for two weeks and like was really deep in like everything that she was talking about and all the different things that she had said in that album and it really stood out to me like uh the just this word miseducation and I was like what does this even mean what does miseducation even mean and growing up in the household that my sister and I did um my parents were always like especially my dad um my dad always used to say to us, girls, if there's a word that you don't know what it means, you need to look it up and understand what it means. So that had been installed in me. So I, rem I remember when I went home in 2016 and I looked up this word and I was like, miseducation, to educate someone in a wrong way or to incorrectly educate somebody da, 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 da. and I was like, miseducation, miseducation, miseducation. It stuck in my head for so long, like Miseducation is literally in the name of everything that I used to do. So like, um, I also did photography in my A-levels and I also did a photography project which was called The Miseducation of the Black Woman. I loved the word miseducation because I was like, we've been taught things wrong for so long about different things. Da -da 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 -da. So I was like, miseducation. So... Um, when I was after this was 2018, after I'd worked in America just before my second year of university and I was creating or rebranding the blog from words and feather pens to the miseducation of sticks and stones, 
So I was like, I knew that I wanted to use that word miseducation because especially the summer that I'd had, things were put into perspective for me and that I had observed by others that I was like, oh, I always used to think that this was universal and concrete and it's really not. I think also in combination with the things that I was learning at university, it really made things way more clear. Like it was just life. So I had the miseducation part that I wanted to use in the title of the blog, the miseducation, the miseducation, the miseducation of what though? And I said the miseducation of sticks and stones. And I was inspired by the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me because I was inspired by it because again, I was kind of taught the opposite. I wasn't taught that sticks and... I was taught, yes, sticks and stones can break your bones, yes. But I was also taught, especially growing up in a Christian household, and this is something that I believe as well, is that, like, there's power in the tongue. Like, there's there's power in the tongue, there's power in the words that you say. So I was like, okay, put it together. The miseducation of sticks and stones. The miseducation that sticks and stones are more powerful than words, when actually words are just as powerful. So, yeah, I go into my second year and I start writing all these different pieces. I take a break off social media and literally in that time I took a break from social media for like three months and in the time that I wasn't um in the time that I wasn't on social media what I was doing was I was writing 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 and I realized just how narrow my worldview was and just how very black and white everything was how cut and dry things were in my perspective um and I realized I wanted to learn more I it wasn't going to be the end of the world if I got things wrong um I wanted to learn like accountability and responsibility for my actions like I wanted I just wanted to learn more and I saw that when I started advertising myself on my Instagram and being like, hey, I wrote this blog, it'd be really great if you guys could go and read it and check it out. I saw that people were were responding. I saw that people were like, oh, I really agree with this. Or like, it was just a conversation starter for some people with me. And I really, I really enjoyed it. It really made me happy to to not just have like it wasn't even about like the validation of other people and people co-signing it or people reading it or the numbers it was the art of researching a topic or sharing a story an embarrassing story with somebody and finding the lessons in it and yeah it was just something that I really loved I loved I loved blogging I loved the miseducation of sticks and stones And then I went to Germany and 2019 was actually a pretty hard year for me. And then 2020 hit. So it was like, oh, it it was very hard. So summer 2019 into 2020, it was a very rough time. 2020 was a rough year for all of us, but it was a really rough time for me. And I just could not write anymore. I didn't know what to do. So I stopped kind of or I gave myself a break from writing. And then I real and then after a while I found, you know, inspiration. I had a lot of hiccups, a lot of bumps, a lot of, you know, rejection. I wanted to write for other publications and there was, 
you know, oh, sorry, it wasn't working. I was really discouraged um, when it came to writing, especially in 2020. And I don't know what, I don't remember what really inspired me or really told me, hey, we need to revamp, we need to rebrand. I was like, okay, this this blog of mine, I know it's a pet project. I know it's something that I've done that wasn't supposed to be very serious, but I want a little revamp. So I decided to kind of um, refurbish my blog. And I was like, okay, with that comes condensing the name because it's a really long name. The Miseducation of Six and Stones was a really long name. So I had to condense it, condense it. So that's what I did. The Miseducation of Six and Stones had to go. Miseducate came in, designed, you know, a logo and color palettes and color schemes and Canva and all these different all these different things that we were doing with like graphics and stuff and designed the Instagram page and all this was happening during 2020 and I was like okay I'm gonna release oh yes and I designed a new website as well so then I released the new website I released the new website in September because that was going to be like the two-year anniversary of the miseducation of sticks and stones as it was so I released it in September people were like yeah this is so nice wow well done I say people it's my friends my friends were like wow yay don't you love good friends um but yeah and then I realized as I was looking at the analytics and numbers in comparison to the way that the miseducation of sticks and stones the analytics that I got there I realized that none of y'all were reading none of you people were reading my blogs none of you I'm not saying none of you it was my friends but I was like why is nobody reading my blog posts they're only five minutes only four minutes like what's going on what's going on what's happening here obviously I'd been out of like writing and stuff like that for quite a while so I was like I don't know what people want um and I'd had a conversation with a friend and I was like why is nobody reading and this friend was just like babe It's 2020. Nobody's got time to read. We're on our computers. We're on our laptops. We're on our screens every single day. Do you think we have time to read? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I was like, okay. So I thought, I guess if people don't want to read, perhaps maybe they'll listen. I had been introduced to podcasts by my cousin in early 2020. And so I was like, perhaps I should start a podcast with Miss Educate. And that's what I did. And that's why we're here right now. Um, The rest, as they say, is history. I guess for me, to summarize what I've said, I guess the whole point of Miseducate is about, you know, unlearning, relearning. But I think the thing that I really wanted to, like, encapsulate, and I hope I did this, but is that Miseducate wouldn't be where it is without the people that were pouring into me and encouraging me to continue. And the people that were partaking in the conversations that I was trying to start. Um, Yeah, the girl in my class that gave me the diary, my teacher at school, people that read the blog posts and all that different stuff, people in America that I had met that had really good conversations with me, my housemates and friends in university, just 
meeting these people allowed me to be like, hmm, hmm. Like having just seen different perspectives really inspired me to be or to create what Miss Educate is today. That is the story of Miss Educate. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. This was supposed to be a mini episode and it's nearly the same length as a full length episode. But yeah, that's Miss Educate in a nutshell. Let me know what you think of these mini episode kind of format things. And you can let me know by following Miss Educate on Instagram. The handle is at missmis.educate. Have you checked out the blog? What is your favorite? And what topic from there are you looking forward to hearing more about? Remember to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts and episodes. And lastly, remember to read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourself. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. And tune in next time for another discussion on the Miss Educate podcast. Goodbye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.